our goal is just to connect those women with similar interests and their confidence goes through the roof when they're with each other. They know what they're bringing to the table. They know what the other person brings to the table. They leverage other resources and then they're like unstoppable. Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, everyone. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show. Excited to be back with all of you on our journey of empowering women to live a financially free and balanced life. Really excited about today's topic. And Jessa, what are we talking about? We're talking about four secrets. I don't know if they are secrets or not, but that's <laughs> that's what we have going on. Uh, as women real estate investors, we always talk about the different challenges that we face. Today, we're going to talk about the advantage that, that, that we have. As Ooh, we got a lot. <laughs> I compartmentalize in four, right? But I have a list of 100-ish. <laughs> <laughs> that is the but truth. But let's get to it. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. So the first thing, keep in mind here, this is not like a competition about, okay, women have it, men don't. That, that's not what it's all about. I think that we're all looking into leverage each other's strengths. And if you have somebody on your team that has those strengths, leverage it. That That's all we're talking about. In terms of those four secrets that we're going to be dissecting it, depending on what angle you looked at it, it's like Achilles heels too, right? Mm, so if true. overused, it becomes detrimental to our journey, to our way of living life. So we're going to bring that that topic into it, right? So the first thing that I would say is the number one secret, it's the emotional intelligence when it comes down to building relationships. And that might be a little complicated to explain because emotional intelligence is not something that you're going to go to school and you're going to learn, right? And there are stereotypes in terms of, okay, how girls and boys develop emotionally. Right. But the bottom line is that when when we are in a conversation, I do believe women are more sensitive and aware to what's going on in the other person's life. We we dig a little bit deeper, we read in between the lines, we we look for further uh information besides what the person is really telling us. 
And I am no expert in building relationships. Liz is. <laughs> so she, I, I observe her talking many, 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 many times. And it comes very natural to her how to build relationships, right? Not so natural to, to me. Can I build relationships? A hundred percent. But her is joyful for her mm. to have that. For me, it's a task. Mm. I gotta be honest with all of you. It's a, for me, it's a task, right? If I am not stimulated with that conversation, for me, it's just a pure task. I'm going to be polite and, and exit. But for, for Liz, and I want to dive in with you, Liz, when yeah. you are building a relationship with, with somebody, are you intentionally looking to seek the other person's point of view at all times? Hmm. That's interesting, right? To, it's interesting, number one, to dissect something that comes natural to people, right? Because init initially I'm like, hmm, what do I do, right? Because it, it's kind of like a natural, I'm just thinking about a, a previous conversation of one of the projects, uh, address that we're working on sourcing vacation rentals. I had a conversation with someone to um, expand some of the markets that we're looking at, as you know. And I got on the phone. I think what I'm very intentional about, I don't know if it's that as much as finding common ground, finding commonality. So as soon as I'm connecting with someone in, in a way to kind of build that emotional bank account, because part of the part of emotional intelligence is, is building the emotional bank account with other people, making deposits, you know, leaving people better than you than you started, um, you know, looking for a commonality, looking for something they're saying. You're like, you know what? That's so interesting. Like, ah, yeah, it's almost that's part of building a relationship is finding something you have in common so that you can build off of that. That is something I am very intentional about. I think I do do it naturally, but I, as I think about it, I always look for something I cannot agree on. It's not about agreement or appeasement. It's more about commonality and, and just being like, oh, okay, I love, the, I love the Charleston area. My family used to go there. Um, and it's true, right? You're not making things up either. That's, that's random. So common ground, I'd, I'd say more so. Love it, love it. The second thing, the second secret, I should say, is attention to detail. And when it comes down to risk management, right? Many people are like, oh gosh, here, here she comes poking, poking the holes. You do want people in your team to poke holes on, on everything, right? Intentionally. And you are aware that that is the goal of that conversation. When I say poke holes is that we might look at a project and a market and we're going to come up with yes, but what if, right? And did you think of this, this, and that, right? When it, that, there isn't an agreement between the parties that that is what the goal of the conversation is. You might cause so much, you know, conflict because mm. then you're like, wait a minute, you are just looking at the bad, all like different negative perspectives. But once you are in a relationship where intentionally you are, when I say relationship, I'm talking about partnerships, right? Business partnerships, and especially, which I will bring it to Liz's situation, right? When you're dealing, we're building a business with your partner, you have a partnership, personal partnership as well in the middle, which adds another layer. But when I believe there is a agreement that both parties are going to come to that meeting in order to poke holes look for the blind spots in order to mitigate risk. That is the goal instead of, oh my gosh, you didn't research this. 
you didn't take in consideration that, then it becomes like the person's flaws up to the surface instead of, okay, let's mitigate risk. Let's look at this project and see what are the areas that we didn't think of, what are the data that we didn't think of, who are the people that we need in the in the team that we didn't think of, like literally poking holes. And I think we are masters on, on that. But Liz, tell me about your experience. When you poke holes and you're not invited to poke holes, what, what, what's happening in the Faircloth's house? Oh, that's exciting. That's like, you know, W, what is it? When you have the world famous wrestling. No, totally bad analogy there. <laughs> Just admit that. <laughs> I think what's interesting here too is attention to detail is is a is a a fleeting quality for people, meaning we are more detail-oriented than other people. And then relative to other people, we're less detail-oriented. So that's the beautiful thing about personalities. They're they're not just concrete. It's really relative to the people you're working with. So I'll say that. Um, me compared to my husband, I am actually very, I am much more detail-oriented naturally than him. In the world, I could be, according, you know, me and you, Andressa, I'm less detail-oriented than you, mm -hmm. right? Varying degrees. So for me, me and Matt, I'd say it does play such an important advantage. And I'll ask, I'll kind of poke. Now I've learned over the years how to poke, right? Because poking holes through something is, <laughs> some people take it personally, some people don't. So there's this way to say, hey, we're on the same team here. We just want to, you know, we're, give you an example. We're um, sold a building we've been working on. Very, very quick story. Sold a building we've been, we've, we've had for 15 years never took a dime from the building, only put money into the building. It's one of our first assets and we sold it and, and we sold it at a, at a profit. Would have been more of a profit had we shifted some things, but regardless, success, we, we sold it. So we're saying, okay, how do we deploy this um, and make it work for us, right? Active, passive. And, and Matt and I obviously have different opinions, right? And, and we have different strategies. And so we're looking at some passive investing with our own company, with others, And I said, how do you know this guy? You know, because he's thinking about a passive investment mm. opportunity. He goes, I've known him for a long time, Liz. He's good. He's, I trust him. I said, that's great that you trust him, but I really want to learn more about the asset class. I'm not, I'm not familiar with industrial. Like I, I'm not as comfortable being less detail oriented in the asset class for me to put our, you know, six figure uh, proceeds that really isn't our kids' names into that. Right. So again, levels of detail. I think. When I preface things, and this is the point I want to make, when I preface things like, hey, we're on the same team here, um, I just have some questions about what you're saying, because not that I don't trust you, but I, I don't know this person as well as you do. And, and I just really want to do my own due diligence. It's like, yeah, totally get it. Versus, well, that's, I don't know about, like, it's all about our approach. So I think it's really powerful. Women do bring so much when it comes to, to detail, depending on who you're talking to and working with that can come across differently. And so you need to kind of phrase it and, and execute it or move through it in a way that's enrolling to that person versus like beating him up or, or them feeling like, wow, that was a really stupid idea. And you and I have had those conversations, right? And just, you're like, I'm just asking questions here. I don't understand what you're saying. It's nothing about you. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. I get that. And I, and, and, you know, we've, we've been on that journey together. So. Yeah, Absolutely. So let's move to the third option here. The third secret, it's sense of community. Mm. Women don't invest in real estate just to invest in real estate and have properties. We all talked about the building generational wealth. That's long term, right? But when we looked at 
short term, right? When women are investing in real estate, they really look, okay, does this property, it's a representation of who I am. Is it offering the safety and the comfortableness that I would like a tenant to have? How about the neighborhood? What's happening in, in the neighborhood? So it's more like a global investment than just a single. It's always like connecting. How can this property contribute to this this street, this neighborhood, this specific community? And and then it, it goes in a, like a, a like a circle, right? You're you're looking at okay, the tenants are going to love that customer service, are going to refer and and take good care of the property if it is theirs and contribute with the community. So I see it, women are always thinking about a larger picture than just the property on its own, like uh, if the property was in, in a silo. Does it make sense? Totally. It's funny it, when you say community, I initially thought what you're saying is totally right on where women are looking at things holistically. When you said community, I also thought the advantage that women have is that they are doing things in community with each other, mm -hmm. right? So like Andres mm -hmm. and I went to a mud run. There was groups of women, right? Thousands of women there together in community with each other running. Uh, you know, if, if you've heard anything about, you know, the blockbuster Barbie movie this, this uh, summer, women went together to go see that movie. And so the, the economics of it, women really do things together. They go to the bathroom together. Wait, people, let me just clarify that. Okay. We go to the bathroom together and we separate. Correct. Just to be the clear. Bathroom. Correct. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> well, you, you, you're, you know, no, I don't know. For all the immigrants that are listening, it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so weird that they do this over here, you know, cause we, we take things literally. So I'll just excuse Thank you. all the immigrants like me. But I think that's such a powerful advantage that women really do move the needle in their lives when they're in community with others, whether it's fitness, whether it's wealth, right? And, and what we're doing is investing together, whether you're partnering on a deal or whether you're just holding each other up saying, you got this. Stop listening to this naysayer. You got this on this deal. That's the power of what we're up to, right? And just is just bringing that energy and this, this group atmosphere and this, um, and it's not that everyone thinks the same. Because in community, the beautiful thing is that you do come at it from different angles. Mm -hmm. So community isn't just group think, as we as we've you know I learned in psychology. It's it's actually pulling all these phenomenal ideas and, and energy together to make something better. We do we see that in the societal way of like the economics of it, but we, we're seeing it in the investing side significantly, right? And that's what we stand for with our meetups, with our global movement, um, and our Strive mentorship program. It's just just close to show you, right? powerful as a group. Our goal is just to connect those, those women with similar interests and their confidence goes through the roof when they're with each other. They feel like there's nothing here because they know what they're bringing to the table. They know what the other person brings to the table. They leverage other resources and then they're like unstoppable. It's really beautiful to, to see that yep. skill set. The last one is um, something that Again, it might go against us, but it's multitasking, right? I think that um, there is a stereotype there that I want to bring to the table that that women um, have the skill set to multitask. I don't know if it is a skill set or we were forced to develop that. 
right? Based on societal uh, yeah. stereotypes. Again, so true. It goes all in a circle, right? But needless to say, we are, we are able to do that. We are able to manage a contractor, welcome a new tenant, answer uh, a short-term rental guest, and on and on and on and on and on, right? To our own detriment sometimes. True. And I think that that's what the women inside our community is coming to an awareness that what took them here will not take them there. And most important, doesn't fit their lifestyle anymore. They had to do what they had to do in order to build the business, right? Now to scale and grow on their own terms, something needs to change here. And that doesn't mean that I am not able to do it, but I choose to delegate because time is my most precious asset. So although women can delegate, many don't because they're just addicted to multitasking. And I think it comes down to, to awareness is surrounding ourselves again with the community, right? With a circle of, of women that are not quote unquote killing themselves at the end of the day for uh, Airbnb guest and take take that time from spending time from your family or something that you're really devoted to. So multitasking is an advantage to a certain extent. If it is serving you, you know what I would love, Liz? What? To really combine multitasking to multi-delegating. Mm. Oh, I'm expert in multi-delegating. I just delegate across the board. I am an expert in delegations. Mm. That's cool. That would be like a, a dream come true, right? A challenge many times, but I think that if we are consciously um, taking things out of our plate and fire ourselves from every single position that we are in, that's the secret to growth and living life on our own terms. That's that's what I believe uh, we're all about. Yeah, so true, right? Because the the multitasking, the ability to kind of have multiple, you know, subject matters going on even, right? It's not just tasks. It's even just in your head, you're thinking about the back to school supplies at the same time you're thinking about a business meeting. It's like all, you know, competing focuses and because and, and, they're all important as, as women entrepreneurs and women investors, but being mindful where that can drain, right? You were always saying, address as a master, like, let's bulk this. If, you, if I need to give feedback, let, let, me, let me bulk this for you versus my mind's getting pulled, right? So I'm delegating, but I'm also getting pulled. So be mindful of where the multitasking is working for you and where it's maybe pulling you, right? A, a little too much where you're getting off the, almost like it, it becomes that Achilles heel. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're, if you're here, obviously we want to know what came up for you while you were listening. Did we piss you off? Did we, did you get an aha moment? Either way, we want to hear from you. Go to our Facebook community group and share your thoughts. Thanks so much. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.